6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. did you feel last night? That happened around 10 o'clock local time. Nikita Zadorov with a shot from about 138 feet that bounced in by Mike Smith. He was lost. He didn't know where the puck was. 3-3. How were the nerves last night? It didn't last long, though. It didn't last long at all. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with the game winner. Just a few minutes later, 4-3, empty netter, 5-3. Oilers are up 3-1 on the Calgary Flames in the Battle of Alberta. One win away from a trip to the Western Conference Finals. You think back, it's hard to believe that we're here, really. Uh, the, The dark cloud hovering over this franchise in January and Early February, the firing of Dave Tippett, fifth in the Pacific. Jay Woodcroft steps in, goes 26-9-3 down the stretch, leads the Oilers into the playoffs, a seven-game series win in the first round against the LA Kings. And like I said, one win away from heading to the Western Conference Final. A man that's been along for the ride since game one of the regular season, now heading into... Game five of the Battle of Alberta. Cam Moon, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing pretty good. Now. Now, now I'm okay. Yeah, now yeah. you're okay. Bring bring me back to last night, Cam, where you were sitting, what you saw, and your initial reaction to that game-tying goal. Well, my initial reaction was, and I guess it would have been the correct one, that clearly... Mike Smith had lost it off the stick of Rasmus Anderson. So, like, when Anderson shot the puck and he elevated it, if Mike Smith doesn't see that off the stick or loses sight of it while it's up in the air, that's very difficult to try and pick up as it's coming at you. The background is dark. The puck is black. It's a bad mix. If if Anderson had just shot it on the ice... And he's fine. He'll he'll end up picking that up uh, on the ice. But as it was, it was in the air. It looked like one of the Oilers players had kind of skated in front of Anderson as he shot it. And as a result, it kind of blocked out Smith. And you could tell he had no idea where where it was. And you think about how long the odds are. You've got to hit the net from 130-some feet. And you've got to miss the goalie. So, like, it's... Mike Smith's a pretty big guy, so that's it was uh, it was a perfect storm of of bad for Edmonton. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins made it all better soon thereafter. Yeah, he did. What did you think of Smith's reaction, Cam? Because a lot of people immediately, as we do this day and age, is jump online oh, yeah. and start criticizing, you know, and dissecting everything that happens on the ice, the reaction, the play itself. And Smith threw his arms up, and a lot of people interpreted that as, "Hey, you." player X, you were in my way, but no. there was no way that he was reacting to somebody being in the way. This play was, like I said, you know, 140 feet, give or take, away from him, and it, it just happened the way it did. 
No, I think his reaction was, where did that come from? Like, he, he was, I guess, flabbergasted that the puck went past him and he never did see it. And you get the reaction, you realize the puck's in the net. And he was absolutely stunned. No, I don't think he was trying to lay it on anybody's feet about being in the way. It's one thing if somebody's in the way five feet in front of you. It's another thing if they're at center. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it was just his gut reaction of confusion that the puck's by him because he couldn't track it in the air. And, yeah, I can totally understand. There's There was one view uh, online that I saw that was kind of behind Anderson at about ice level. And as he shoots the puck and you can see the players kind of skate right in front, if you see that angle, and I don't know where I saw it on Twitter, but somebody had tweeted it out, and you can totally understand how he could lose the puck. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, aside from Mike Smith's performance, you, you know, people can can lay judgment or criticize whoever they want. The bottom line is, is they win 5-3, they go up 3-1. It was another night of Connor McDavid and Evander Kane. Evander Kane huh. has paid off. And I that, that can't be ignored because when that signing happened a few months back, there was the risk. And that's what everybody paid attention to the most was this is going to go poorly for the Oilers because it's, you know, quote unquote, the Oilers. The other side of, of it was if this guy comes in and performs the way we know he can perform, it's going to be a huge payoff. And it's proven to be exactly that. Oh, it absolutely has. He's he's brought something to the Oilers' top six that I think they needed, and that's that, that toughness and that physicality. But he also brings an incredible skill set, and he brings a confidence about him that does nothing but help the entire team. And I, I look how well he's fit in, and there was never any any doubt that he's a tremendous hockey player, and, he, and he's probably even been better than than what a lot of people even would have expected, especially sitting out the first half of the season. I know he's skating and stuff, but that's not the same as playing in real NHL games. And he hit the ground running and has been outstanding. That goal he scored, and it looked like it may have uh, glanced off of Zadorov's stick on the shot, but all part of a good forecheck that helped create the turnover and gets it to Kane in the slot. So, like, and that's what that's what the Oilers have been doing, and not just that line, but all the lines. Uh, the forecheck's been good. They've helped create turnovers. They've they've helped create turnovers in the way they have uh, back pressured the Calgary Flames. Pucks that have been turned over around the Oilers' blue line that have led to odd man rushes. That's another part of the Oilers' success in this series, most certainly in Game Three. Uh, so there's a lot of aspects to like. It, so I, yeah, I think it's been a great fit. It's amazing how things can switch because after that uh, long-range goal, I had I had thought maybe the whole series was about to shift, and it did shift after the Nugent Hopkins goal for sure. You're listening to 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Brad Whisker. Jalen Nye is off this week. I'm talking to Cam Moon, play-by-play voice on the Oilers radio network. Cam, of course, another name that, you know, it comes up after every game, uh, Connor McDavid. He has 25 points in 11 games. I was looking at some stats from years prior. He has more points than the final playoff point total leader. The point total leader at the end of the playoffs <laughs> in 2019, 2015, 2012, and 2011. Wow. When you hear exact, wow, right? Wow. And he's guaranteed at least one more game. If things go the way we want, he's going to play in another round. 
this guy could do things that become unprecedented and put him and cement him in the record books. Yeah, he has has been absolutely amazing. Uh, Multi-point games in 10 of 11 so far for the Edmonton Oilers. And he is, it's, it's, he's taken it to another level and it's hard to fathom when you thought maybe he was at the top, but he keeps finding another floor and, and he's bringing everybody along with him. Leon Dreisaitl as well. He is also elevated despite being banged up and has played well. And it, it looks to me, and maybe I'm off, and maybe I'm just ever the optimist, but it looks like Leon's moving better and getting better, which is very good news for other fans. But, yeah, for, for Connor, it's, he is, is so quick. His, his quickness to move away from pressure is what absolutely blows me away. He can feel that pressure as he's going to the boards with control of the puck and then can shift away from it, and all of a sudden you're left with a vapor trail and you're looking at 97 on the back and he's going straight to the to the opposition net. And you're like, what just happened? How did I lose him? Like, I had him contained, and now he's gone. Like, that, that part of his game is, is there's nobody even close. And he, he's got such quick puck movement and, yeah, all of that. Although, like, for all those numbers, and those numbers are absolutely, like, they're mind-blowing. It's amazing. The only thing he cares about is, is winning and team success. And he's yeah. stayed at that all season long. And so has uh, Leon Dreisel, so has, you know, the whole team. But that seems to be a real big deal for Connor McDavid. And I think last night, given the way the game went and the 3 nothing lead evaporating, yeah. And for the team to dig in and get the win, that showed to me the maturation of the players that have been here for a while and also having the leadership of a Mike Smith who was able to dig in after that mm-hmm. and a Duncan Keith to help the team uh, weather through that. But the, the maturation of Connor McDavid, Leon Johnson, Darnell Nurse, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, that, that has been a big part of it too. Because five years ago, I don't know if, if a 3 nothing lead evaporates in that fashion that they come out with a win. You're right. And, you know, it's eerily reminiscent to me anyways. Those five players you mentioned, it's very reminiscent of Pittsburgh in the late 2000s and early 2020, 2010s. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Jordan Stahl, Marc-Andre Fleury. They made it. They didn't succeed. And then it was determination to win. Number didn't matter anymore it was about winning and cam i have to let you go here shortly but i want to ask you one more question and i think i'm really interested to get your answer on this jay woodcroft has gone has done an excellent job with this team 26 9 and 3 down the stretch second in the pacific they take out la in the first round now they're close to the third round the nhl votes on award winners at the end of the regular season they don't take playoffs into account based on how the oilers have done if the voting happened at the end of the playoffs rather than the regular season. Do you think Jay Woodcroft would be a shoe-in winner for the Jack Adams Award winner uh, for Coach of the Year? Oh, I think he's in the conversation. I, I can't say, you know, definitively that that's a shoe-in to this point. I mean, I look at Jared Bednar and what he's done with the Colorado Avalanche is, is definitely right in that mix. Uh, Gerard Gallant with the New York Rangers also in that mix. But what Jay has done is incredibly impressive. To come in here, to uh, him and Dave Manson have come in and just, uh, they were able to settle things down. They were able to uh, look at one aspect of the game at a time and from there uh, improve, improve on the way the team played defensively, the way they tracked back in their own end, 
uh, yeah, it, it just made things a little bit more simple. And as a result, they've been having a tremendous amount of success. All right, Cam, yes or no question, do the Oilers take the series tomorrow night? Yes. That's what I love to hear, buddy. That's Cam Moon, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network. We'll chat with you again soon, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me on.